Warning, the information on this podcast is meant to be absorbed without distraction or multitasking. In other words, disengage. Thank you for listening. The Dark Liquor Experiments. Chantel, you went to school with her. You don't remember? That red bone, light-skinned girl, hunching over in the back of all the lines, like some sad-ass sunflower. You know, she covered her mouth when she smiled because of that chipped tooth. She hung out with that weird girl, just the two of them. Chantel Williams. She had those shades on and walked off the front of the stage in the fashion show, fell right in the band pit. Yeah, she got up, stumbled through the band, walked up the side steps, went back around and finished her walk. (laughs) She used to have an ultra-bright smile. I'll give her that. Anyway, that's all she ever did. The rest of the time, she was boring. Here. And Chantel empties her purse into Auntie's lap. That's it? That's all you found? Aunt Trisha picks up the prescription bottles, reading the labels. Yeah, Auntie. Chantel rolled her eyes and looked out the window. Child, I'll roll those eyes right out your damn head and fix your face before I take your narrow ass home and tell your daddy what I found you doing. Think you grown? Get going. In and out, too. No pussyfooting. Hit the bathrooms, closets, empty them into the bag and break out. No talking to yourself to imaginary friends or whatever you. That was when I was like five. I don't do that anymore. But auntie ain't listening. She's steady tabulating how much the pill's gonna be worth. She got her eyes closed, rocking her shoulders, shaking the bottles like maracas. Okay, one more house, then we out of here. She put the cab in drive and slowly wound through the cul-de-sac. You just gonna let her talk to you any old kind of way like that, Charmaine says? I know, right? You like, who's Charmaine? Let me finish. Chantel acted like she didn't hear, cause you know Auntie Trisha is a bitch with her shit. They in this minivan that they had painted blue and black to look like a cab. It wasn't no real cab, but it looked good enough. And they were going house by house in St. Charles. Over there, where them rich white people at? I gotta turn this into cold, hard cash right now. No checks, no bit chips or plastic money. None of that. I want to be able to smell it. Lick the coke off it. Chantel probably could have sold them at school, but she wouldn't have made as much as Auntie Trish. You know, Auntie been nickel slick since she was tall as a Johnny pump. So they pull up to this big-ass nice house, and Chantel climbs on the roof of the car, jumps the fence, and gets on her hands and knees to shimmy through the doggy door. You know how most burglars is wearing, like, all black tight clothes? Not Chantel. She got on a dress, necklace, short heels, and long leather gloves. Hair did and everything. And she goes straight to the fridge, because some meds got to be refrigerated. But nothing there except some beers and champagne. She take a Red Bull and start drinking it. Chantel looking around, getting pills out the cabinets in the first floor bathrooms. Then she goes upstairs and she looking around in those bathrooms, getting all those scripts. She go in the lady closet, cause Chantel like nice clothes. She had about six raggedy ass outfits in school that she accessorized the shit out of. Most of the time, she just kept them covered with her grandmother's old coat. Good thing fashion go in cycles, because you know that coat was from, like, World War II. That shit smelled like Auschwitz or something. It was almost back in style. 
she starts walking toward the closet in here. Chantel, when you gonna tell her you ain't doing this no more? Shut up, Charmaine. But Charmaine keeps talking. You know you fucking up now, right? You better at least get something for yourself. Auntie ain't paying you, Jack. Chantel goes in her pocket, grabs Charmaine by the neck, and pull her out. Chantel looking at her face to face now. Looking at her round, shiny head and skinny metal body. You know why she can do all this? Because it's a spoon. Charmaine is a spoon. This bitch so crazy or lonely or whatever, she got a best friend that's a spoon. Yep, a little kid's spoon with Charmaine engraved on the back and cursive. Whose imaginary friend is a spoon? So Charmaine is like, what's next? Because you know where Auntie Trisha is always more. She hooked on those pills, snorted right off the dashboard. You know what's going to happen if you keep doing this. You're going to end up shot in the stomach by some cop in the alley, and they ain't even going to call it in. They just going to leave your ass right there on the ground, put me in your hand, and say you had a knife. Or she end up in jail with Big Bertha using her fingers and brush handles on her. I'm like, listen to the spoon. A shame. The damn spoon is smarter than Chantel. Shut up. I can't hear myself think. She run downstairs, put Charmaine in the microwave, push the 30-second button. The spoon in there spinning on the plate. Sparks popping off like the 4th of July in that mug. Then she remember her fingerprints are all on the spoon, and she take it out, put it in her coat pocket. So she back in the closet looking for some little dress or blouse she can hide under her coat from auntie. Like, where is your ugly ass going? You need a dress. Ain't nobody going want her skinny, doofy, flat ass. Not no brother. She might be able to fool some nice white guy or Spanish dude or something. Anyway, you know how those houses are. Big ass closet you could park an Escalade in. Chantel busy sliding through the racks. She gets to the back and see this handle. A handle in the back of the closet. I know, right? And she stopped and listened and the shit is humming. Yeah, hey, girl, humming like, hmm. I would be like, leave that shit alone. Fucking Narnia might be back there or some torture room from Saw 4. Don't you know this dumb bitch Chantel go opening it up? A cold gust come out on fog clouds like when you open the freezer. It's a smaller closet with like aluminum walls and animals hanging. Come to find out, it's a personal fur vault. This lady got like 12 fur coats in there. Yup, dope ass coats, sables and foxes, white baby seal type shit. She touching all on them, rubbing her face in them, smelling them. You ever feel real fur? That shit feel like baby hair, good baby hair, all fine and silky. Cause you know, you gotta keep them refrigerated. Otherwise, they get all dried out and messed up. My grandmother used to keep her mink in the vault at Macy's until she died, and my cousin Lisa found a claim ticket, and that shit disappeared. Crispy black bitch, I hate her guts. Ugh. So anyway, back to Chantel. She like, how can I get this past auntie? Under my coat. Maybe put it in a garment bag? Meanwhile, downstairs, this what I think happened. The people's cat come in the doggy door. When he push open the flap, the house let out a breeze, like exhales because of the vacuum effect and shit. The pressure go through the house, up the stairs, and bam, the vault door slams shut. Chantel like, oh shit, oh shit, pulling on the handle, but it ain't doing nothing. She hear the door hissing like it's pressurizing, sealing itself more. So, outside on the street, Auntie Trish in the driver's seat, nodding off on that good government dope. 
A security car pull up behind her, and the lights wake her up. She pull out her phone, act like she online reading. Excuse me, ma'am. This is a private road. You can't stay here. She like, oh, I'm just waiting to get paid. You know these kids never have cash. I can't find my card. Can you scan my phone account? Always something. There's nobody home here, lady. Auntie say, not here, back there. I don't know. They said pull over here. I don't want my mom to see me getting out of cab. Not my business, you know, rich people problems. Hmm. Believe me, soon as I get my money, I'll be out of your hair. Lady, lady, I see you gotta work here, but don't screw me over here, lady. Have me looking like the jerk off that's not doing his job. Please. And he go get back to his car, turn off the lights, sit there a minute, then he leave. Auntie like, come on, kid, let's go. Getting all jittery. What are you doing in there? She wait like five minutes, and she pull off. In the vault, Chantel flipping out, banging on the door, screaming and carrying on. And it's getting colder. The fan's up top, and it comes on circulating this freezing-ass air. She put on one of the coats and a big Russian-looking hat. After like 15 minutes, she can't feel her hands, and her ears are blazing, feeling like when her mom would ring them and pull her across the room for an ass-whooping. Her father would say her hands were so hot because Chantel Mama was so slick. She played spades with the devil as her partner. And every time they got a pair, they would slap five. Now she laying on the floor thinking, this is where I'm going to die. How did I get here? Man, I can see the front page photo of the Times now. Me all hard and frozen looking like a dead dog on the side of the road with my arms and legs sticking up. The cops all standing around in the bedroom smoking cigars and laughing and shit. The headline saying, stupid ass burglar takes a chill pill. The air is getting harder to breathe. So she taking little sips and trying to stay still and think, I should have never started stealing. The first time Chantel stole something was from her baby sister. Everyone ooh and ah about how cute the new baby was. But she didn't look like mommy or daddy or Chantel. She looked like an alien with those big-ass green eyes and that bald watermelon head. She feeling like mom and dad not even fighting no more. Grandma bringing gifts and shit? I didn't get no damn silver spoon just for being born. It's all about Charmaine, though, little E.T. So, in the middle of the night, Chantel snuck downstairs, eased into the kitchen, and plucked the spoon from the dish rack. She ain't even noticed drunk Aunt Trisha laying on the living room couch trying to sleep. In her room, Chantel was using that spoon for frosted flakes and rice pudding, ice cream, throwing down with it. All the while saying, no ma, I ain't see no spoon nowhere. But she thinking, baby Charmaine gonna learn who was first born and who was boss of all kid shit in this house. One day, she came home from school and she go to hide the spoon under the couch cushion so it could get found. Her dad was on the couch, his eyes all red. And when she asked where the baby was, he said, Mama at the hospital with her. Charmaine got a hole in her heart, and he trying to remember all this doctor, medical talk. Charmaine never came home. Chantel couldn't put the spoon back now. That's when her baby sister started talking to her. Talking about... What about those screws, Chantel? Chantel, stay up. You can't go to sleep. What screws? 
Them shits ain't gonna turn, they too big. You ain't even try. You gotta at least try, Chantel. So she tried to use the handle of the spoon as a screwdriver to get the screws out of the door hinge, but they don't budge. She banging again, kicking at the door and crying, the tears freezing up all hard on her face. She end up on the floor. When she opens her eyes, the hinge is right there by her face. Chantel stabs the rubber seal around the door and it hisses like the men on the street trying to get her mother's attention. She remembers her dad putting his fist through the bedroom door, yelling about some guy saying, I don't care how he got the number. The nigga call his house again, I'm breaking my foot off in both y'all asses. Two months later on a Saturday morning, he put the new door on in like five minutes, just popped out the hinge pins, slid on the new one, and popped the pins back in. Charmaine, hands shaking, and the handle of the spoon ringing like a cheap alarm clock because it's rattling on the side of the hinge. She kept going at it. She's stabbing it overhand now. The pen moved up a bit, then stopped. She piled the coats up in front of the door, but couldn't get a grip with her numb fingers. Chantel bites down on the frozen peg with her back teeth. Cold metal burning, bitter stainless steel taste in the drool. She growling like a scrapyard dog and shaking her head, pushing up with her legs. The pen slowly sliding out. Then she hear a crunch, like her grandmother cracking turkey bones to get the marrow meat out. But it's inside her head. It's her teeth breaking. But she keep going, and the pen pops out. The door falls open up top. Chantel sheds the big fur coat, pulls up on the rack poles in the regular closet, and climbs out. Outside, she spits blood and teeth shards into a handkerchief. She hurry up and slides a patio table up to the fence, puts a chair on that, and hops over. She's shaking, her teeth chattering, but takes them heels out her pocket, puts them on, and lights a cigarette. Now here come the security dude, driving slow around the corner. He turned on the blue and yellow Renacop car lights, and they spinning, lighting up the whole street. Chantel do a 180, walking the other direction. What you gonna say, Charmaine asking? I don't know, keep quiet, let me think. Chantel walk fast to the corner, she turned ready to sprint, and boom, there go the van. Aunt Trish got the lights off, and she parked up in somebody's driveway. She jump in the back. Aunt Trish turned the key, and they drive off. Chantel got the heat up blasting with her hands in front of the rear vents. Auntie talking about, damn, what took you so long? Chantel digging the bag and starts raining on her with the prescription bottles. Auntie like, you better calm your little young ass the fuck down. There, there's your fucking drugs, she wanted to say. I'm done with this shit. I'm done for good, you hear me? But with all the chattering and shivering, all she could get out was, please, auntie, just take me home. Now look at her, all up in college and working two jobs, trying to take care of her sick father. Chantel could have been making all this money I'm making now, but not my stupid ass cousin. Anyway, it's all to the good. Because me and Auntie, we cool in the gang now. I mean, she a cold piece of work, but I shake that shit off. She be making me mad as fuck, but it ain't like I'm about to start talking to no spoon or nothing. The Dark Liquor Experiments are the short stories of Brian Fleming. Sound designed by Earl Blaze. A cold piece of work read by Milan Machenko. <laughs>